Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. All right, y'all. I want you to buckle your seatbelts and get ready because I have been super excited to interview Ms. Tanisha Johnson because she is so fire on social media. If you are not following her and you need a boost of encouragement, you need to go follow Tanisha Johnson on Facebook for sure. And I'm sure she's on lots of other platforms, but I tend to see most of her things on, on Facebook. So Tanisha, why don't you introduce yourself and share something with our audience that they're not going to read in your bio? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tish. I'm so honored to be here with the beautiful Tish Times. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am Tanisha Johnson. Many people know me as the editorial guru, the book bully. Um, People, they, yeah, they call me everything. They tell me if you hang around with me long enough, you will write a book, even if you don't feel like you have a book in you. One thing about me that you won't read in my bio is that I used to work for Walt Disney World, which is huge for me because I've been in journalism all my life. And I thought that I would go to Walt Disney World and work and work my way up the ranks. And, you know, they're an ABC affiliate and that I was going to connect with all of these ABC executives and just work my way up the broadcast network. That is not what happened. I ended up working at Epcot for about six months, yeah, at, at an attraction. So basically I was like controlling a ride at Epcot. <laughs> now, <laughs> to their, in their defense, I was able to get into the parks for free because I wasn't employed. So I could go to any of the parks. But other than that, yeah, I always tell people, yeah, I was working for the mouse for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I love that a lot. Now the free entrance yeah. is a perk. I would take that. I would totally Absolutely. Take yeah, it's like $100 to get in each park. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Tanisha, you know, there are so many people who are listening right now who will say to themselves, man, you know, all of what I see them doing, even writing a book or speaking, sounds good. Not my thing. I'm a little too shy for that. And people sometimes assume that, you know, we just woke up confident, right? And we just kind of right. stepped up. Oh, God, no. Tell us about your journey. Hey, what, what has your journey been like from maybe where you were a few years ago to where you are today as it pertains to being confident and showing up powerfully. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, like you said, people see the glory, but they don't really know the story. Um, And so I wasn't always like a best-selling author, a speaker, all of that. I was working in corporate America, just like most people start out doing. 
Um, I didn't go the traditional journalism route like I thought I would. I ended up working for a lot of corporate communications departments for other corporations, but it wasn't, it just wasn't my passion. It wasn't my drive. And so I was probably laid off Tish three or four years ago from corporate America from what would be my last corporate position. And at the time I was making, you know, for corporate America, great money. I was making almost $50 an hour. And so I had friends who were like, forget that you don't have work. Like you make $50 an hour. So what? I know you sit there all day, every day. And sometimes you don't have work for eight hours at a time. But what difference does it make? You make $50 an hour. And something in me just got to a place where it was like, that's not enough. That's Mm -hmm. not enough. And so Tish, just realizing that we're here and we're called to do so much more than sit behind a desk or in a cubicle. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that, because even if you do that, there are things that you probably still need to do aside from that. But we're called to so much more. And so for me, it was like a mandate. It was a pull. It was literally like somebody pulling me on a cord, like, come on, you need to come up higher. You need to come out of corporate. You need to do what you love and love what you do and get paid well to do it. Mm, I love that. So that's where I am today. But I was I was the author. Yeah, so I was the author who would write my books. And Tish, I have over 15 books now. I stopped counting after 15. When I get to 20, Tish, I'll let you know. (laughs) But I have over 15 books. But when I first had my book, I was the author who wanted to get a table everywhere. But I was shy about speaking about it. I didn't want to do public speaking. I didn't want to speak at conferences. And then I ended up hosting my own conference for seven years for authors. So it just it just spiraled into something. And so I tell people who don't have the confidence, you have to keep doing it to gain the confidence and just be authentically you. You don't have to be Tish. You don't have to be Tanisha. You just need to show up and be you. Do whatever makes you comfortable on the stage. So for me, I start making my audiences interact immediately when I get the mic because that makes me more comfortable. Like, go talk to each other. Go love on somebody. Go hug somebody. You know, that gives me time to warm up. So, yeah, I love that. First of all, can we just rewind a second? Because you said the way we gain confidence is to keep doing it. And people tend to think that if you do it once and you're afraid, then you're just it's not for you. You're not good at it, but you get good by just continuing to do it. Right. (laughs) Right. And and so, Tish, I don't want to give people the message that um, because you and I have been doing it for years that we're confident in it and we never have fear. Every time I, yeah, every time I take the stage, there's a level of fear. And I think fear for me tells me, listen, I don't want to be so puffed up and so prideful to think that I'm, I just have it all together and I'm totally in control because things will go wrong. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. But even in the midst of that being comfortable in the higher power that I call God, Jesus Christ, like, look, you got to you got to ride this way with me because I'm going to say some stuff. <laughs> and he's like, just don't look at their faces, you know. So I may start out nervous in the beginning, but usually within 10 to 15 minutes, I'm in a flow. I'm oh. in a flow. So I don't want people to think that just because we've been doing it for years, that fear, fear is always present. It's ever present for me. Yes. And you know what's so funny? Um, people, they do make that assumption. And I get so nervous and the, the nerves for me, they cause me to like over prepare. So I always have like three times more, more content than I'll ever need. But just like you said, it's like once I'm there, it's like heaven, I'm good. But it's yeah. like getting started and opening up your mouth. And you mentioned something and I'm going to tell the world that is a scripture. 
the Bible says, don't be afraid of their faces. And that yes. was a life changing, you know, scripture for me because it caused me to stop judging how people were feeling based on how they looked mm -hmm. because sometimes people will not respond because they're processing and you make the assumption they're not into yeah. it. And those are the people yeah. who come and say, I want everything you need. You have, let me buy it all. You know, you just don't know. Right. So I right. love, love, love that you said that. Tanisha, tell us who have you had to become in order to enjoy the level of success that you currently enjoy? Because I know that for most of us, who we are now is not who we were five years ago. It's not who we were even uh, maybe sometimes a year ago. Um, who do you believe you've had to become? Sure. And so let me say this, like Michelle Obama, I think I'm still becoming. I'm yet becoming who I know I'm destined to be. And there aren't many people who say this. And I think some people say it loosely. And that is, I know I'm called to be a millionaire. Like not just. Yes. Let me give you not a. Not just one million. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, and let me say, and I don't say that in a prideful way, but in order for me to do the things that I know God has called me to do. So I'm not just writing books. I'm writing scripts for plays. I'm writing scripts for films and movies and. Um, short stories that I want to be series on Netflix. And so all of those things take money. Yes. And I also run a nonprofit for women who've been sexually abused. So all of that takes money. So I'm yet becoming in my mind as well. I'm yet becoming the millionaire that I know I'm called to be because I came from poverty. Tish, can I just be real? I grew up in the slums of Chicago. My grandmother raised me until about the age of nine with my mom. And my mom was 14 when she had me. And literally, we, we had roaches. We had roaches. We had ants. We had rodents. You know, it was nothing for me to come into the apartment building and see a drunk laid out in the hallway. That was my life. So to shift from that to a millionaire? Oh, <laughs> Tish. Yeah. Yeah, the mind has to totally be stretched and i'm grateful for where i am but i'm I'm yet becoming all that god has called me to be there's so much more that i know i haven't even tapped into so i need a moment give me just a second to just take all <laughs> of that in because that was so good <sighs> because yeah. you said that the mind has to stretch beyond what it has been before and that is a yeah. very very profound statement because sometimes we think that okay we open this business we enter this new work, you know, mm -hmm. position and all of a sudden, because money starts coming in, everything shifts. But I will tell you, and I know you've yeah. probably at least seen it, if not experienced it, because I too, I was on welfare. I was a single mom. I've been in a place where I was holding my child in hopes of, you know, keeping him on me wow. in hopes that a roach would not get on, her, on him when I left my first husband, who was an abuser. Um, so I've, I've seen wow. all of that as well. But the thing is, because my mind had not shifted, I had started businesses, got to, you know, million dollar status in that my business was generating that much money. Because my mindset had not shifted, I would shrink that money right back down to where my mm -hmm. mindset was. And I've done it more yeah. than once. So mm -hmm. I, am a I absolutely agree with and hey, I can, I can definitely attest to what you were saying. So I'm going to take that a step further. And let's just talk about what does it take to get to that place of shifting your mindset so that we don't find ourselves retracting back to what's comfortable or what we are accustomed to. Absolutely. So for me, one of the things I always tell people is it's critical who you hang around. 
So when I go to Chicago to visit my family now, I tell them, look, y'all got to meet me at a restaurant, you know, downtown Chicago. I don't go to their home. I don't go because it's a mindset issue. So I can't even fathom that they're still living in the place that I grew up in 41 years ago. I can't even my mind is just no, like I I don't want to go back to that place. So literally who you hang around is who you will become. So you'll either cause them to level up or they'll pull you down. One mm-hmm. one of two things will happen. And so hopefully, you know, you're causing them to level up. But if they won't level up, guess what? You got to find a new tribe. Yeah. And sometimes that can be hard because I'm the person, Tish, who wants to take everybody on the boat with me. Like I am Noah with the ark. Like take all the animals and all the people, <laughs> bring them all. And God is like, no, they were in your last season. They're not in this season for where you're going. And so I think that for me has been the biggest breakthrough. And then I tell people, guard your eye gates and guard your ear gates. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you seeing? I don't watch a lot of violence. Um, I don't watch a lot of news because I don't want to live in fear. I don't turn on CNN hardly ever. If I'm in the car, I'm listening to a motivational podcast or I'm listening to some type of inspiration music or worship music. I'm just very cognizant of what I put in because here's what I know. Junk in, junk will come out. Yes. If I feed it good things, then good things will come out. So a lot of people say, oh, my God, your posts are so motivating on social media and so encouraging. But it took years to get there. I'm the person that was suicidal. I'm the person that was calling myself ugly. I'm the person that was in mountains of depression and saying, why am I even here? Why am I even living like I should have been aborted? Literally, my mother was 14 when she had me. I was supposed to be aborted. But God, 41 years later, now I know my purpose. But it took years to find that purpose and to understand that no matter how I got here, she was just a vessel. But there's a greater plan at work. Earl, you are. Can I just get up and run around my office real quick? (laughs) (laughs) Look, take the camera with you. (laughs) You are blessing me so much. And I know. I know for certain somebody who is listening right now needed to hear exactly what you just said, because they're that person who's suicidal, who's facing mountains of depression, feeling like there's nothing future for them. And I pray that they will hear this and say, okay, I can get up and I can move from here. If you had to give us one word to describe your journey, which I'm already like, I can see the journey right now, but what would your one word to describe your journey, Tanisha? Tenacious. Yes, that's perfect. Tenacious, <laughs> yeah, Tanisha, that is your name. Yeah, be, because there were so, let me just be real, there were so many opportunities where I could have quit. I could have quit. Um, yeah. Today, if I apply, I have degrees, I could probably go back to corporate America. I could, but eh, it's like we've already done that song and dance. You know how that ends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just not willing to quit even when your mind and your body is telling you quit give up it's like just one more day there's something in me that's like just one more day just one more day you know don't think about next week don't think about next month i know you're worried about christmas 2021 it isn't even here yet just think about today Mm. just today yeah I love that so much. I was reading this morning and I, I don't even remember what scripture it was now. I know it was in Psalm, but it was the Passion Translation. And it, it, the, the overview of it was, 
you caused me to move forward because your wraparound presence, which I love that phrase, your wraparound presence comforts me and guides me. And I was in that moment. I have those moments often, especially in that kind of growth mode where you're like, everything is going perfect. So you think, and then everything kind of feels like it's falling apart. And it's like, you want to stop because stopping is comfortable, right? And like you said, we can go back to what we know, but we also know how that ends up. And we know we're out of the purpose and the plan of God. So I love that tenacious because many times people don't realize that if we just go that one more day, that that may be the very day that your breakthrough happens. So I I hope that someone will hear that as well and say, okay, one more day, one more phone call, one more speaking engagement, one more proposal, whatever that is. If we don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tish, the other thing is, I mean, it took it took years, maybe months even for me to get to a place where I could send a three hundred dollar invoice. And now I'm comfortable sending a thirty five hundred dollar invoice because they're vastly different. But guess what? I'm not doing anything different. Like same solution, different level of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So many entrepreneurs. Yeah, many entrepreneurs, when I talk to them, vastly undercharging, vastly undercharging because of fear of who's going to pay me to do X, Y, Z. Well, if they don't know how to do it, they need you. You get to charge whatever you want to charge. You yeah, know? I agree. I agree. So, Tanisha, even even in this day where many of us are still doing a lot of online networking, mm-hmm. um, you know, even before the pandemic and even where you are right now, how big of a role has networking played in your um, advancement in your business? Oh, it's huge because for me, word of mouth is everything. I think because I'm in the publishing industry, there are a lot of what we call do-it-yourselfers, people who think I can just upload my book to Amazon and I'm a published author and I'm a bestseller. There's so much more to the process than that to produce a quality product. Now, let me say this. Anybody can upload a book to Amazon, but because there are a lot of sharks in the industry now, um, people are more willing to take the word of someone that they know and trust and do business with me because I came through a referral, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, or people have read a book. So if I published a book, I published a book for Tish and somebody picks up Tish's book and they see, oh, so it is written. Then they reach out to me because they've seen the product. They've seen the solution. Now they want the same results. So for me, word of mouth has been everything. Um, all of my client attraction, most of it, if if not all of it, is organic. So it's networking, it's social media posts, it's word of mouth, it's emails, it's going to the chamber events and networking and telling people locally like what I do and who I am. So it's huge for me. I love that for sure. Yeah. Tell people how you work with clients. So there's someone right now who is sitting on all of their words and not knowing exactly what to do next. How do you work with clients? Right. So we offer three signature packages. So the first one is ghostwriting. Now, what that means, Tish, is I interview you. I get all the goods and I write the book for you. And Tish puts her name on the book. Voila. Nobody has to know. It's our little secret. I don't get credit. I don't, I get paid, but I don't get credit. I get no accolades, no nothing, if you so choose. The second route is I run a book coaching cohort called Brand Book Bestseller. Because Tish, here's what I know. A lot of people want to write the book, but they just see it as a book. They don't see it as a brand and a business. It's not just a book. It's a gateway to something so much bigger. And so the book coaching cohort, I teach people how to write a book in 21 days, and I'm literally walking them through the process. So I'm holding their hand through it. 
reviewing their content. We come up with their bio as an author. We come up with the synopsis for their book before we write the book. And so a lot of authors want to write the synopsis for the book on the back end. No, that needs to be the first thing that you do because that summarizes it all, you know. And then the last service we offer is the editing and publishing package. So some people come to me, their book is written already. They don't need assistance with the writing portion. We go right into the editing and publishing. Mm, I love that. And I, I know having written a couple of books and I'm, I'm going to say it out loud because <laughs> I, have, I have two books sitting in this computer right now that have, um, that are near finished, but they're not. Yes. And I, I probably don't have to call you about those two. Yes. <laughs> got my number. <laughs> and I, I'm sure there's lots of people who either have the idea for a book or they've started one and gotten stuck um, or sure. they've written it completely and they're, you know, thinking it's not good enough and they need the help. Sure. To- confidence to actually publish it. So, so I'm sure that people will reach out to you just based on what you've just said. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how that works out. Um, well, and Tish, well, and Tish, I tell people it's really clear. It's crystal clear. If you just say what you prioritize is what will prosper. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make the book a priority, it's not, it's not going to magically write itself. Like, <laughs> unless you hire a ghostwriter like me. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there are people waiting, believe it or not, Tish, on the other side for the books that you haven't written yet. There's somebody waiting on the other side for that message. Yeah, you're absolutely right, because I know I've read books that have changed my life. So there's somebody waiting for the books that we have to write. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And I want to say that one more time. What you prioritize is what will prosper. And I love that because so frequently we keep putting ourselves on the back burner, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. you suffer for it. Um, who do you believe you're uniquely gifted to serve, Tanisha? I believe I am uniquely gifted to serve, God, does it have to be one audience? It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it can be more than one. Yeah, so generally my clients are, they're more than likely Christian. Um, they are either entrepreneurs slash speakers or they are authors or they want to be an author. They're an aspiring author. Gotcha. Um, a lot of ministers come across my desk. A lot of pastors come across my desk. I'm actually looking at doing a pastor's boot camp just to be able to take their sermon series and then put them into books. I mean, come on, Joe Osteen is doing it. It's like, this is really simple. <laughs> yeah, so, so true. Yeah. I, I love that. And I read that on your on your Facebook post that you know you're on a mission to help them because I was in church and I heard a pastor whom I I respect he's out of Delaware and he said that he's never quote unquote written a book he just takes all of his sermons and all of his blog posts and puts them together so my first book is just that so I, I took that I ran with it and created a book and had that book ready probably in about a two or three week period because I was like, wait a minute, I have all this content already and I never exactly. thought about putting it mm-hmm. together. So that's a word for somebody right there, but let Tanisha yes. help you make sure that it gets strung together properly and yes. you can actually promote it the, the right way. So how can our audience reach you? And they're, they're maybe Googling right now, trying to find someone just like you. How are they going to get in touch with you, Tanisha? Absolutely. So they can Google me. I hope the good stuff shows up. No, it's nothing <laughs> bad out there. <laughs> But they can reach me at www.soitiswritten.net. If they go to tanishajohnson.com, they'll also get my website for the company. They can email me at info at soitiswritten.net. Perfect. And all of that will be in our show notes. They'll be able to 
reach right out to you. I want to say thank you for being here. You have been a tremendous blessing. And I know people are going to be glad that they tuned in today. So thank you so much. Yes, this was so good. Thank you, Tish. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.